You're listening to The Shine Podcast. Whether it's business or personal growth, we believe in shining bright, encouraging women through conversations, tips, tricks, and resources along the way. Keep shining with host Shauna Starr, business owner, photographer, pink hair enthusiast. When she's not working, you can find her at the gym, the beach, or with her little dog, Murphy. Hope you're ready to smile, sparkle, and shine. I've really had this on my heart to share lately, so I'm actually skipping a few episodes in order to share this with you today. And as we get older and experience more, we have things that we think won't let go of us, or maybe more accurately, that we just won't let go of. I can tell you again and again how thankful I am to be in the place that I am, and I am, but there's still scars there like we all experience. And I don't ever want to just surpass some of those things that we all go through or deal with simply with encouraging words. Because the truth is, the encouraging words aren't always the ones that stick with us and probably make the most impact if we don't understand the scars behind them. I know I feel much more connected to people when they start to open up and share their vulnerable parts of their heart as well. In fact, I think when I hear somebody speak encouraging words after knowing their story, I understand, yes, they really do believe that because they went through that hardship, and then I can feel more connected to them. I may have mentioned this in the past, but I've struggled with depression at two different times in my life, and both were labeled by professionals as situational depression, and then more recently, a few years ago, with mild anxiety. Although, to be honest, it doesn't always feel mild. And I do have to say that because it's situational depression, it is different. And I know that. I know there's so many different kinds of anxiety and depression. And I'm not going to pretend to understand each attack, thought, moment, or hardship. I know for me, I've only had a few attacks where I couldn't breathe and ended up curled on the floor. And now they normally come in waves where I actually just get shivering cold and my hands turn purple and I can't focus on anything but the thing that's in my brain and making me anxious in the first place. And it just feels overwhelming. And unfortunately, very few people know how to even respond to me because of that because I'm still learning that response. I just wanted to simply tell you that I am going through these things as well, right alongside of you, and I still fully believe that I have purpose and I can achieve all of these wonderful goals. So I'm not telling you parts of my story for any sort of recognition or feeling bad for me. Through these things that I've experienced, I've actually received a softer heart and understanding. Because I'm on the other side sharing my encouragement to you, I hope it resonates with you too that the encouragement is coming from a place in my heart because I've been there. And although it may not seem like it, some of those experiences, the negative experiences that we go through, I think we come out the other side with a choice and that is, do we let it harden our hearts or allow it to soften our hearts. So I'm trying to always encourage you with these good, wonderful things because I understand that that's what we need to have those softer hearts. And to be clear again, I have mentioned this in the past, I don't necessarily believe in the everything happens for a reason, but I believe that everything we go through can in the future be used as something good. 
So as far as anxiety, there's not a lot that's worked for me as far as how I get through it. Once I'm through the attack part or the curled up part, I need time to settle down. Now, I know little things that help, and for me, it's things like hot showers that both put me at ease and also warm me back up, and it's the only thing that warms me back up during those moments. And it's also confronting whatever it is and talking about it until the person I'm speaking with has heard me repeat myself probably 50 times. But recently, as the beaches opened back up, and the reason that I'm here talking to you guys about this today is I sat on those beaches and I felt compelled to just sit and be. And you probably know that I'm an avid believer in journaling and reading and all things self-help, but as much as I can dive into a book and get through some difficulties in my own life, I realized there was still noise, like background noise for me there, and I could still get distracted by what I should be doing. So I biked down to the beach, my book, journal, and me. And I walked for a little bit, and then I made myself sit sunglasses over my eyes so I knew when I drift off into a world it wouldn't make me wonder what other people thought I was doing and also I knew the tears would come and I wanted to allow them to and this this was my place of being not my place of doing you may not be a believer in God but I am so this is where I started with simple prayers And even if you don't believe in God, meditation is an exercise practiced by so many and used to ease the heart and mind and get connected to those inner thoughts you sometimes don't know are even there. So I'm telling you this because for the first time in years, since I had anxious thoughts, I was able to let go of those thoughts. I told God out loud, but still quiet as I was on the beach in front of some people, that if these anxious thoughts are real, Let them be known to me. Allow them to be shown in a real way that what I'm feeling is true. Otherwise, I said, Lord, they're yours. I can't handle these, but I know you can. And I cried. I felt relieved, alone, completely alone in my thoughts and scary and vulnerable and in an instant, not so alone. In fact, the wind that hit me felt warmer and I could see more clearly that I had other things I wasn't letting go of in order to be used for a bigger plan that I could have seen before, handing all my worries over. I think we all have plans and purposes in this life and I want to always be that vessel used for that, but sometimes we get in our own way. Our path leads us elsewhere and then we try to pave it ourselves instead of letting go and just allowing an opportunity even one we aren't even sure of. I can't explain the relief I felt those nights sitting on the beach as I spoke out loud, giving my worries over to the one I believe in. So I don't have to hold on to them. But even if you don't struggle with anxiety, I really do hope that you find your being place to allow to let go of hurt and worries, thoughts, and maybe even what you just thought life should be. I'm not saying don't work hard because yes, work hard at what you're doing, but open your heart to a path that may not even be your first intention. Maybe the road you're on now is leading you where you need to be. Experience this so you can get there with more knowledge, love, and that softer heart. I sat there for a while in the sand with my thoughts, failures, successes, decisions. It was beautiful and awful and vulnerable and overwhelming, and yet I felt closer to God, knowing the plans I knew were in my heart years ago were still written for me, 
They weren't forgotten about, and I felt the same purpose I felt years ago when I was sitting in my basement praying. I was probably 13. I'm not sure why I didn't allow myself to be in this place before my being place, because it wasn't difficult to find. I think it's timing. The place where I'm completely alone, just in my thoughts. I'm not able to run down to this place every day, so I'm not even suggesting that you do that. Although what a healing experience it would be. And I'm trying for just once a week. I thought maybe I had pushed this being place away because I was scared in some of my decisions and my road and my path. I looked at the sunset that night and felt the wind and looked at the crashing waves. And I wrote and thought about how beautiful life is, so full of joy and along with pain. And if we dwell only in the sorrows, we overlook those sparks of joy. Especially because the sparks of joy sometimes seem so small in comparison to the waves of pain that crash. I looked at the sun for some answers that night and found it hiding behind the clouds, only adding and concluding my thoughts about those sparks of joy. But when we focus on that light and that joy, how soul-revealing it is. Though it may be small amounts, they make huge impacts and being ready to be used for purpose felt right again. A quote that caught me was, Every time you pretend to be less than you are, you steal permission from other women to exist fully. Those small and large moments make you exactly who you are, and I want all of us as women to step into that, not slinking back or pretending to be less and claiming it's because of humility. Because you are bold and strong and have a beautiful heart, and stepping into that is exactly what will help other women step into theirs, allowing them to take on confidence too. We're never done learning and connecting to our own hearts and allowing ourselves permission to feel and understand and definitely cry too. It may look like sitting in the sand or hiking in the mountains or sitting on your porch. There are places where we all feel more connected to ourselves and something higher. And if you haven't been doing that, I can only explain how healing it is and eye-opening for my own heart. And I think these places also change as we get older and how we feel more connected to that higher being. I'm continuing to learn that if I'm able to let go of my worries and give them to God, they've been fading away. I don't have to hold on to them and someone else is doing that for me. And it actually reminds me of how I write everything down. Inside my journal, you'll find about 15 sticky notes. And what I found researching, people who write things down is, when you write your thoughts, your grocery lists, your to-do lists, you're able to relieve that brain space for more important things. You can let go of those because it's written somewhere else. And I notice as soon as I don't have to hold on to something, I'm able to think on deeper, more meaningful things in life. And the same goes for giving up those worries to God. They're written. Somebody else has a hold and you don't need to continue to grip them so tightly. And this gives me permission for productivity in life where I thought I'd lost it. Anxiety is a scary thing and maybe it won't be that easy for you, but I can tell you it's the first time I could feel my heart calm. I stopped shivering and I could be productive where before I'd spend the whole day drowned in that particular thought, paralyzed by whatever was making me feel anxious. It's giving myself permission to breathe again. And in this alone spot, after the first few moments of feeling completely alone in the world, I start to feel loved and heard and connected again. 
There are days I sit there and it's not a scary place at all in my thoughts. It's purpose-filled and I see the waves kissing instead of crashing. And as I do all of these self-help things, I think about kids. And I hope to have kids. And when I do, I want to pass down by my actions the things that keep my heart steady. Knowing that I am whole, all alone as a woman, and healing my heart is a practice. I want them to know how to connect and feel loved by God in their being place and know they have great purpose and not simply they have purpose or connection just because of somebody else. I read this quote that said it's impossible to trust and control at the same time and as a person who likes to control just about everything around me, I realized this was speaking directly to me. I have to not just understand, but feel and know that I can trust God. And although I know I'm called to work hard, I have to trust and not simply control my purpose. And I'm not saying spend all your time alone and that's the only way to heal. In fact, having a tribe of women, and you know the ones, you recognize them almost instantly when you meet them. It is so important for healing and growing connection like we all need and desire. But when it's the end of the day, and you have only you, I want you to still feel loved, heard, and connected. My challenge for you in this episode is actually to go out and find your being place, the one where the noise just fades away and you're able to be in your own thoughts. And the first time you do this, it may be scary if you haven't done this in a while, but take a journal out there, just sit in your thoughts, and then start writing. And I guarantee that you will heal some part of your heart. And if you have worries and anxieties, whoever you believe in, just start handing them over and and telling that higher being that they can have those. Just reveal what is real to you and your heart. Some of this is kind of challenging and difficult for me to share. And then I think about My journal is filled with pages and pages of me writing down and what good does it do if I'm not being vulnerable with you guys as well. So just as much as I share all these wonderful, great things with you, I want to be honest about what goes on in my heart too. So when I'm suggesting this to you, I really truly mean it from my heart that I need it as well. And I'm probably going to do it tonight after recording this because let's be honest, now I'm kind of on fire for it. So I hope that you find your being place and keep shining. Thank you so much for listening to the Shine Podcast. If you loved today's episode, share it with a friend. For show notes or any notes from past episodes, head to DaVista Photography, that's D-A-V-I-S-T-A photography.com forward slash blog for downloads, codes, and more. And as always, be the light the world needs. Smile, sparkle, and shine.